Hello and welcome to episode 73 of the Talking Wednesday podcast. I hope this podcast finds you well. As always, Dex joined by uh, Jake Punkchef41. How have you been this week, my friend? Busy. Very, very busy. Wednesday got busy, my channel got busy, and in between that I decided to crack a rib. Bruise a rib or two. So busy, but... Well, it wasn't good. a week to take up cage fighting, really, was it, Jake? No, it was, yeah, you should see the other bloke. Um, but it's been, it been one of those weeks where Wednesday's done the business, which we're going to talk about, but the channel had just gone from, like, there to there this week, and it's been incredible to watch it go up, but it's been busy. How's your week been? Same as last week, and it's probably going to be similar for the next couple of weeks. Uh but we'll uh, we will rock on with it because there's actually some good football things to talk about, which will hey. which will make moods a little bit lighter. Um, we are recording this on a Saturday night. Yes. Currently waiting for the Wilkes thing to drop, and it's not dropped yet. We pretty much know he's through the door. Yeah. Right. But everywhere said it's done and dusted, and also. I know we're going to talk about Wilkes probably next week's episode because you know what went through. They'll drop it on Monday uh, because that's just something we would do. But, I am an idiot, though. Go just on. Sorry, sorry, before we talk about football because you know we ramble for quite a while. Yeah, we do. Go on. Why I, am, I am drinking a nice coffee at nine o'clock at night. <laughs> You're not sleeping. No. I've been working all day, so I was just like... Do you go into like like automatic gear mode? I'll just have a coffee. Yeah. Well, we've. When was the last time we did a Saturday night record? Um, probably. Co- probably um, during pandemic. After yeah, the matches, pandemic. when we used to yeah, do the live streams. Do, yeah. So yeah, if if there's any news that's not as current as this podcast, we'll still find you on a Tuesday. Yeah. That's just how it goes. I'm. It, uh, it's sorry. weird having news for Wednesday because. Last year, I feel like we were waiting ages to get any transfer news, and it's all just come like buses in one week. Yeah, it's I also nice. just, I also just realised I have just licked cream off my finger <laughs> on a podcast. You better be careful; I might get clipped. Mm. Mm. I'll be honest. I got home and I had uh, <laughs> it's the evening, so you can imagine. I got home. I got. I got uh, back. I had uh, food and yeah. couple couple of bevs, and now I'm having a coffee. So this podcast could be interesting. So to be uh, fair, I've had food and I had a couple of bevs tonight because I'm home alone. My wife and child ain't here. The dog is asleep downstairs on the sofa. It's been oh, left with oh. dog. Also, another stupid thing I did last week. I'm never laying a sodding carpet again. Ever. Do tell. I got... So, last Sunday was Father's Day. We went and got the... Uh, uh, we had dogs and I got some carpet and we laid it. Perfect. Finished it on Monday. I decided to go do another room by chance because we had some left. It was a mistake. I'm never doing it again. I will pay someone. Carpet fitters, if you're carpet fitter, hats off to you. I'm not doing it. No chance. Why? What's I, wrong? I oh, completely cocked up a corner. I messed up how my measuring was. It, basically, dyslexics and trying to measure anything. Don't do it. I'm I'm pretty good at that actually because I've I've done most of our house. Um, <sighs> I could have done that for you, and I can actually read digits the correct way. Um, yeah, that's so that nice, would, from, that, I'm assuming that. that's where you went wrong. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. It completely where I went wrong. By um, the way, that's a pre-approved joke. That's not yes. me mocking him. No. Thank you. And we also had the thing where, as I'm doing it, my wife could see I was making a mistake, but didn't want to do it until I laid it just so she could laugh at me. That's just the uh, this is the comedy in it anyway, isn't it? You've been left on your top tonight then. They've, they've yes, had I enough. Have. They've had enough. Yeah, they've had enough. They've gone. Uh, they'll be back some point Sunday. <laughs> they just said some point. So yeah, you. oh no, that, that literally what I got told. We'll be back some point Sunday. Like, uh, Time? Do you need dinner cooking? Do you, just some point Sunday. Like, okay, fine. I'm going to have a nice lying while you have to sleep in the same room with the daughter who wakes you up at six o'clock. Good luck. Just for video watches, the sun is currently setting quite aggressively to the left of my eye. <laughs> so I apologize. <laughs> this room's recently been redone, so there's currently no blinds to put down, so I can't control you got the sun. A we- you, got a, you got a weird kind of evil and good side going at the minute with the light. Yeah, well, with the cat, it's not as bad in the main camera for the podcast, but I'm going to probably be quite overexposed, so uh, yeah. we will we will deal with that. Um, yeah. So also, a- another one I'm just going to put out there quickly. Very much appreciate people turning to say social media manager, content creator, but that man over there does all the editing for the podcast, does mo- all the graphics. He does most of the work. I'm just a co-host. I do my channel the best of my ability I know how. He got a degree who knows what he's doing and knows that don't mean anything anymore. Me. That don't mean uh, anything anymore. But, but he's the one that does it. So if a job comes up at Wednesday, give it him. If I get it, I will cock it up and I'll have to be like, sorry, go on. I'll go back to my YouTube channel and just be here. <laughs> yeah. Plus, you wouldn't actually be able to get there. Yeah, that's true. Regularly. Like, can, you, can, can you imagine? Hey, Jake, we're going to do a photo shoot with one of the players. All right, cool. Just stand there, flash. Oh, damn. Yeah. He just can't be here. <laughs> oh, you, you imagine, and can you, can, you, can you imagine me on the ground with the ground and just going, why is there a Jake side divot in the pitch? Mm. Um, well, if you like, if you go to a playoff final and the phone lights start coming out, just like, well, Jake's uh, gone. I, I got given, I off. got given the chance to have a Celtic ticket for one of their Champions League nights, and I said I can't go. And he's like, "Why? You do strove lighting effects before you come onto the pitch." Like, all these clubs have started doing these, like, fancy lighting stuff, which is great if you're an average fan, but if you're like me, it's a pain in the backside because I can't go. Yeah, no, it's 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 a bit sad, that, actually, because football never used to be that bad for that. Yeah. You know, but you can't go to night matches or anything like that, really, no, safely. I, I, I either have to have really dark tinted sunglasses, and then when you come out the ground and then you're walking down the street... Because of that tinted, you then have to remember you've got them on because it looked 10 times darker than it actually is. Yeah. Uh, my worst time of year is bonfire night and Christmas. Because at the moment people put the Christmas lights up and we used to live across, a, across from a house that would always put the lights up. We asked them not to put them at the front because of what happened. And every year they did it. And every year uh, my other half went and said, can you not do that? And every year they got a snotty Christmas card from my raw because she's petty. <laughs> yeah, it's hard that, isn't it? Because Christmas is obviously a big thing and you want to be, but the, it's like you try and do make... Or you could at least put the lights on static, couldn't you? Yeah. 
Yeah. What, you know. what we what we had to use to do, we used to have to uh, board up all the windows. So, so we used to put cardboard on the window so it couldn't come through. So every Christmas it would look like we were painting because we we put like blackout curtains up, but we had a door that had uh, glass in it. And you're not going to put a curtain on a doorway unless you, you, could, really, you really you wouldn't, want to. You would never be able to come to my family home anymore. Nah. Not that you've ever been, but um, my dad's in his 60s now and he's started to have another crisis. Oh, God. Another one. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's just like, he's it's, it's just buying a load of lights for the garden. Is he, is and he the, the garden to try and outdo people? Mate, it looks like a Prague strip out there. <laughs> You genuinely like. I have to shut my curtains at night, and I can still see. We have got the like. It's it's just the the most tolerant neighbors because that was the home that I've been. That the, like they've had it for as long as I've been alive yeah. and stuff like that. So the neighbors have been, you know, with that, and they're cool. But like, it's just like I, I don't know. I honestly don't know what's going on because the, the the I can't I can't explain it. I'll take a photo and show you at some point because it's just. Are you having? A, have you had an intervention with him yet? For the family, the, the, it's gone beyond that point. <laughs> it's just like know. oh, just leave, just leave him to it. He's happy. Bless him, you know. But like, I actually didn't help because on Father's Day, I was like, I didn't know what to get him. So I got him some solar lights. So he's just added them to it now. <laughs> what did you get your dad father dad? And I'm okay. Here, have some lights. The thing is, knowing my dad, he's, fa- he's fairly difficult to buy for. So getting him something that was like fitting in that regard was one of the best things to do, really, because it was something he actually enjoyed. Yeah. You know, rather than him having to do the dad thing of like, oh, thanks. Yeah, that's great. He was actually, he was actually like straight away. He got those and he was like, "Yeah, straight in." There, and he took him straight out. <laughs> right, I need to make a plan to go in here, here, and there. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, that's um, awesome. Should we get into the actual Sheffield Wednesday yeah, part of the podcast? Let's, we've got a lot to talk about this week. We do. So um, the 2022-23 fixtures are out. So there is plenty of matches that we have learned about and plenty of dexterity watches, hopefully, with some Tuesday night games in there. So the season kicks off for Wednesday on the 30th of July at Ports- uh, at Hillsborough for a Portsmouth game. And I was like, yeah. And then I was like, oh, no, I'm on a stag do. I, I can't go to the first game of the season. <laughs> Which is, uh, which is you already done if there wasn't a World Cup. <sighs> that's the only reason why we're doing it this early. Yeah, I'm on a stag do. Yeah. So it's it's, it's actually annoyed me. Our, our first few fixtures, the fact that we're away that much has actually annoyed me quite a bit mm. because you know our away tickets are a nightmare to get hold of anyway. Yeah. Also, but I like... just realised it, it spells ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. So we start on the 30th of uh, July uh, with Portsmouth at home. And then we're away on the 6th of August, MK Dons. 
Then we've got Charlton at home on the 13th. And then it's Peterborough away on the 16th, which potentially is a dexterity watch. I believe that's a Tuesday. So um, then it's Bolton on the 20th, and that's away as well. And then Forest Green at home on the 27th there, our first few fixtures there. Indeed. Um, The... The key ones that you want to look out for are Boxing Day. It's not a very good Boxing Day fixture, this for us. It's an away day at Fleetwood, Boxing Day. And uh, New Year's Day. That's not bad. Cambridge at home. You want the first, like, little derby, 3rd of September, Barnsley. Is it a derby? Is it? Yeah, I was going to say, do you class it as a derby? If you call it, like, South Yorkshire derby. It will get classed as that, and it'll get put on yeah. TV for that reason. So, yeah, I guess oh, you're yeah, fair. Um, and then the, we end the season at Derby, which is potentially not even happening if they liquidate. No. So yeah. that's it. That's at home as well on the 6th of May. As soon as I saw it with Derby, I was like, not sodding Derby again. I don't want Derby again on the last game of the season. But then somebody did say to me, they may not have a club. Like they've they've got not, the Well, they've just lost their manager. Just, yeah, it's not Wayne Rooney's Derby County. You just have to be known as Derby County now. I know. You know, for all those years that you used to be known as Derby County. Yeah, Frank Lampard's Derby County for a while. Don't forget that. Oh, yeah, they did, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but it will... It will. They had Steve McLaren's Derby County as well. For a little bit. I, I actually... Uh, with the way the fixtures are shaping up, let's just, let's just do the automatics. I can't be bothered with yeah. the playoffs again. All right. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it now just before we start any of the stuff, we have to get automatic with what we're bringing in and what we've brought in already because it's not. Well, the pressure enough. the pressure's there, isn't it? That's yeah. the thing now. It's not like the uh, Wednesday Wednesday fan expectation alone. It's the it's the pressure of actually. We know the league know. now. Well, mm-hmm. we know what we're expecting, and I think it probably an easier league than last season with the teams that have gone up. Because Derby are probably not going to be a team that you know what's going to happen. Fleetwood are a team that's doing a lot of business at the minute. Uh, you look at Plymouth haven't done anything yet. Ipswich looks strong, had a strong end to the season, so they'll be one to look up for again. And I think Wickham had just lost both their goalkeepers to us and Walsall, so it's going to be interesting. And MK Don don't have, or they're not going to have, a got Twinkley going to Burnley. That's a good move, actually, that. Um, Four million. Deal. Not. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, I've just realised I've not reacted to my Lee One predictions. I unlisted them for this reason as well. So I could react to them and it'd, be, it'd still yeah. be a relative surprise. Um, I need to do that before the season actually starts. That'd be, I've got a while. But uh, yeah, you got plenty of time. it's not going to do very well on views now. It's, it's way past the time where you react to your predictions. But... Actually, everybody said it because I was coming down. I didn't know League One. I looked at them the other day and I was like, you know what? For my first League One predictions, they weren't atrocious. Mm. Um, let's get into the proper news after we've yes. just done that. that. This is the proper news. It's the transfer news. So This is exciting. From the uh, Sheffield Wednesday website, Volks joins the Owls to join the Owls even. I can't read again. Put my teeth in. Yes, I've heard. I've said you. I've seen your comments. I've seen your comments. <laughs> <laughs> All right, got a busy lifestyle. Don't need to be corrected because I can't speak. I mean, I'm up, Jake, job. but you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
The article reads as follows, quote, Volks becomes our third signing of the summer transfer window following Ben Hennigan and David Stockdale into Hillsborough. The experienced midfielder kicked off his career with Tranmere Rovers in 2012 before becoming a mainstay for Falkirk north of the border, passing a century of appearances. Volks returned to England to join Rotherham United in 2016 and were proven immensely popular performer for the Millers, playing 125 games and winning player of the year award in his second season as the side was promoted to the championship the 28 year olds form in the engine room alerted Wales for whom Volks has posted seven international caps after making his debut against Trinidad and Tobago back on the domestic stage Volks headed the Bluebirds for a record headed to the Bluebirds for a record Rotherham transfer fee in 2019 and went on to make 105 appearances across three championship seasons Will Vokes will sign for the Owls on July the 1st when his contract with Cardiff City expires. Vokes becomes our third summer signing of the transfer window following... I mean, they've repeated that, but yeah, fair enough. So, um, what do you think of this one then, Jake? This is a smart little bit of business because he had offers in the championship. There were two championship teams looking at him. And there's something that... I've got to say, because all this, uh, it was something on Twitter, and someone said, I don't get this whole Darren Moore pulling power. I don't believe it. No, this is a Darren Moore pulling power. In his first interview with the club, he basically goes, I felt to the gap, I like how it plays, and that, that from that, I was set with it. This is a very clever signing. He's 28. He got a good celebration if he goes as well, so that'd be fun. And if Pato and uh, Big P and him don't recreate that one, I will be very annoyed. Because that was No, class. no, no, no. I don't want him to. <laughs> Yo, cousin, you know what could happen. It involves a flip. He'll yeah. land terribly and he'll be out for six months, Jake. Don't do it. I know, I know. Well, I wasn't going to say it. You said it now, so if it happens, it's on you. It's Sheffield Wednesday. It's what happens. But it's a smart signing. It's, he's, but he's not a Luongo replacement. That's what I have to say. I don't think he's that because he's more of an attacking midfielder than a no, he's not. CDM. No, do you reckon he's not. A, do you reckon he's a CDM? I reckon he's reckon... more. I reckon he's more defensive than we've got. Mm. It, it, obviously, Luongo's gone now. He's more defensive than uh, the rest of our midfielders. I'd say. From what what he was talking, it sounds like he was more attacking in his game than he thinks. Anyway, but <laughs> it to be fair. It's a good sign in any way. It shows intent. And the thing is, people will complain that, oh, we're only doing free transfers or how much is he on wages? We got, we released a lot of players who probably were on a lot of wages at one point. And you got to just think where Darren Moore building with this squad. He knows what he needs. He saw what he needed last season, probably couldn't get certain players. And apparently wanted... Volk when he was at Donny a while ago. So he'd been on his radar for a while. No, I'm just not not Darren Moore. Steve Bruce wanted him when Bruce was when the manager. When I look at his stats and where he's been deployed, right? Yeah. <laughs> Looking at his heat maps and things like that, he might he might want to be an attacking player and potentially he has, you know. I've seen bits of him, I think we all have, you know, it's it's not a player we're we're unknown of. But looking at his heat maps and things like that, it looks it looks like forward, he? no, it's the opposite. Is it further back? Yeah, so that's why that's why I would have considered him for the majority of his career to be as more in more of that defensive position. But 
if he can pick up the ball and move with it, mm. that's what you need, really. So, I don't know, you know. I'll, I'll, I want to see, we'll see how he fits into the Wednesday side. You've got to think yeah. that we've got, because of the way Luongo's gone out at the same now. time. Oh, well. Yeah. I think in our position, you're not going to put Bannon as a defensive midfielder. Bias no. can sort of operate as a central midfielder. You'll see what happens. What do you, th- what do you think overall though? It's a smart signing. And the fact that we've beaten two championship teams to get him in, I think is very, very smart in terms of getting him to understand what the project is, understand going forward. And I like when Darren Moore gets the play where we're not thinking there's no chance in hell we're going to get that because it's that whole thing. There's a player here who already knows the area. He did a lot of stuff for the Blue Bellwood charity as well. They mentioned that in his interview that he might want to go do some more stuff. But he already knows Sheffield. He already knows Sheffield Robin area, so he's not like he got adapted to the area. It's a smart signing. Yeah, 28 as well. Yeah. Um, we'll do his FIFA card because we always do. He's a decent one, finally. He's a 71-rated <laughs> silver. 55 pace is not amazing, but then we've got 64 shooting, 65 passing, 65 dribbling, 70 defending, and 78 physical. And he is a CDM on FIFA. So yeah, FIFA think he's a defensive midfielder. That doesn't mean that the be That doesn't mean right. anything. They, they've but, got Patterson as a centre-forward, and he's the better centre-back. Yeah, that's true. True, but however, I do play him as centre back. We we already know this. We know this. Yes. Uh, but let's talk about the drama surrounding his actual move. Not specifically drama joining Wednesday, but maybe his treatment at um, Cardiff City. So this headlines from BBC Sport: Will Volks disappointed by Cardiff City treatment? Quote. The Wales midfielder joined Sheffield Wednesday after not being offered a new deal to remain at the Bluebirds. Volk says he was left out of games, so he would not trigger a contractual clause that would add time to his deal. To be told I would only play a certain amount of matches because they didn't want my contract to trigger was really disappointing as a thing to go through, said 28-year-old Volks. Volks. Is it Volks or Volks? I don't know. Fair. Fair. Love that we both were very confident on that one. Quote, I gave my all for the shirt and I want to play every week. And that was taken away from me. So I am disappointed. And that's why you have to be careful in interviews not to say too much because I don't want to put a downer on everything that happened. Vox made 36 league appearances for the Bluebirds but was not a regular starter under Steve Morrison and says he cannot hide his disappointment at how his rollercoaster Cardiff career concluded. The last three or four months were really tough mentally, he said. I think the fans probably got that from me in a couple of the goal celebrations because there was a lot of frustration from myself because I'm a person that wants to play. I wish the club all the best because you always do because the fans deserve that. But yeah, I am slightly disappointed at the way it ended. It's a cliche that a lot of footballers use a User club is a quote a roller coaster, but I would say that pretty much sums up my time at Cardiff. I've had some good times, some bad overall, probably disappointed three years when I reflect. It wasn't the way I planned the three years to go when I signed for the football club. I don't want to lie. I'm honestly disappointed with the outcome after three years. I am disappointed at the way I was treated at the football club. I have to be honest, but that's football. What do we think there then? It it does sound like there's a bit in it, but he's old enough to know that football, football, and 
to be fair, when they said the manager's name, I was like, I've forgotten he was the manager. Shows you how much I've not really paid attention to what was going on in other leagues, especially with Cardiff. But the situation when we've had it in the past where we've had players, if they played a certain amount of game time, they got a new contract, and you're thinking, why are we doing that? And some of them were players who were probably not deserving a new contract, but got it. Vote for me. I don't see why you wouldn't. And he turned around and said that he still wants to see if he can get into the Wales squad. So if he has a good time in League One, he may still get into that Wales squad. We've seen it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I, I feel like I'm really distracted this podcast because I'm constantly refreshing to see if we've signed Wilkshire. <laughs> I'm like, just announce it for Christ's sake. It's it doing that, my head in because. Everyone knows what's going on. But yeah, Will Vol- Volks is a signing. Like, we don't... But our midfield, just, it's, it's great. It, if you look at our midfield now, there's actually two for each position now. I'm so impressed with Darren Moore. You know, yeah. how he's... How he's just... Brought him... It, it, he did amazingly well when he couldn't sign players... You know, he had to bring in freeze. And now, even though he doesn't technically have to bring in freeze, he's bringing in some amazing freeze. As we will... Go on. It's that thing. I had a great transition there, but carry on. Yes. But it is that thing. People have been complaining. You get your free transfers done first so you can go after the ones that you want money for. Kind of thing. Yeah, it is. Sorry, Soph's next to me. She's going to do the mad refreshing so she can scream at me when... uh, When he's signed, so I don't have to concentrate on any of that. So, um, this is the one I want to speak about, because this occurred on a late evening when we kind of... And it all happened kind of fast. And and to say there was a meltdown... They they upset a lot of people. (laughs) Which is surprising, because there's no real rivalry there, is there? No. Um, so Michael Smith agrees I will switch headline from uh, Sheffield uh, Sheffield Sheffield WFC Sheffield hey. WFC SWFC website quote coveted hitman Michael Smith will join the Owls on July 1st upon the expiry of his contract with the Rotherham United the prolific marksman significantly bolsters Darren Moore's options in the final third and brings him with brings with him oh my god the tag of a proven goal scorer I've just got to admit I can't read anymore or speak. I think it's a, a nearly two years of doing a podcast with me. It's just catching up with you. Aye. And I, and I don't edit it, so, you know. Anyway, Smith played a key role last time out for the Millers, who secured automatic promotion to the championship whilst lifting the Papa John's trophy at Wembley. The towering forward scored 18 goals from 45 League One appearances and 25 overall, leading the line in superb style. Promotion last season was the third on his CV from the third tier after he spearheaded Rotherham's elevation charge in both the 2017-18 and the 2019-20 season. Christ. Might as well put Yo-Yo on the shirt at this rate. If you need to look at those dates, (laughs) you know. um, Starting something that doesn't need to be started there. Yeah. But remember, we pay our players 40 grand a week. Um, yeah. 
The 30-year-old started out with Darlington before joining Charlton, which provided the platform for a successful loan spells at Accrington, Stanley, Newport County, Colchester United and AFC Wimbledon. Smith's, Smith signed for Swindon Town in 2016, scoring 26 goals and 61 appearances before further brief stints with Portsmouth, Barnsley and Berry. The striker's career exploded into life from January 2018 with Rotherham where Smith provided a f- proved a firm fan's favourite. I wonder if he still is. Netting 52 goals from 188 appearances in total. The Walls End product attracted a raft of clubs vying for his signature and becomes the Owls' fourth new recruit of the summer transfer window, joining Ben Hennigan, David Stocktail, and Will Vokes. And it's, now, uh, it's a three-year deal, and it wasn't actually done by the club. It was done by uh, his uh, agency that he's with because they put an Instagram post up saying what the deal was, because this is the one thing we don't have with Wednesday. We never find out what deals, contract lengths they're on. Yeah, so and Sheffield Wednesday have stopped one. recently announcing contract lengths, and this was a... It's an interesting three-year deal, that. I actually disagree that we throw... Because a lot of it, and a lot of the Rotherham perspectives coming in, which is... I've seen some... I was going to get one of them on here to be fair um couldn't work out the logistics because there has been yeah. some level-headedness that have been saying what's all this meltdown but if you go onto things like twitter jesus it's been a yeah. bloodbath with this it's... i uh, what i've seen a lot of though is oh we must have offered him 20k a week i don't think we did i think the crux of the issue is i think rotherham probably offered him a two-year deal or they didn't offer him the contract I think length. It's a two-year deal yeah yeah and we got a three-year deal because the rumour is Rotherham have offered them 12k. I reckon we've probably said you could have about 13, 14, but right. we've offered them the extra year. What's your You're, you're about right. Because I think I heard it was they could go max of 10k and we offered 14 and the extra year. Now, I've seen a bits and pieces where uh, there was a tweet that went around like, we oh, we really massively dodged a bullet here, a 30-year-old on a three-year contract, but they just signed Tom Eaves from Hull, 30-year-old on a three-year contract with nine league goals. Who's the better quality striker? I just don't understand the beef. You know, the only no. club, the only clubs that call each other pigs in our in our thing, because I wouldn't even call Rotherham that, but that's no. all I've seen on the media, and I'm not trying yeah. to do the whole, oh, it's not, because it's not. Now, for a lot of Wednesday fans, it's genuinely not. I don't get it. Surely Rotherham could have... Couldn't they, like, start spatting with Barnsley or something? Because they don't really have main rivals, do they? Now, look, let's just well, talk about it in terms ra- of the player, right? Yeah, I know. It's just, it's just, it's just made me just it. go, what's going on? I get it. But if we talk about the player, this is another cracking bit of business from Wednesday. Yeah. We needed a goal scorer to link up with uh, Lee Gregory. Can you imagine a partnership with Gregory and Smith next season and it firing? That could be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You've got, you've, got a Miller, you've got a Miller, mate, haven't you? What was, what was their actual logistical take on it? Yeah, Ian's... He's very disappointed. He's very disappointed in what uh, Smith had done. He feels like it's a bit of a betrayal after everything that's happened. He understands that we can offer more money than them because they have a set transfer budget and they like to be run so they're not over the um, over their plan. But he says it's a real kick in the teeth for a player who's been here for so long to then go sign. And he did use the words rivals. But at the same time, 
for Smith, it's got to be. You've got to think of it from a player's point of view. He doesn't have to root his family if he doesn't have to. He knows the area. It's an easy move. And mm. at the end of the day, if you're only offering 10 or 12K and we can offer 14, he's 30. Even their manager, Paul Warren, turned around and said, they're at the twilight ends of their career, so if they can go and get more money somewhere else, I don't blame them. That's I can also see it from footballer. the respect. I, I quite like Paul Warren, right, by the way. So I could actually, f- I could see the feeling for him if he's literally just been look- made to look like an absolute mug, which is a lot, what a lot of the I will tell was. you a story once we're off air about this deal. Oh, no, I'm just intrigued. But yeah, in terms of the actual player we've signed there, we have just signed a 20 goal a se- 20 a striker that's got 20 goals in the league. Yep. And there's a chance we're signing another one, right? Yes. We've gone from needing a 20 goal a season striker to sign in a couple of them. Because <laughs> I was actually chatting to Sophie earlier about it. And she went, well, that doesn't mean they're going to actually score 20 for Sheffield Wednesday. I was like, God, you've learned fast. Right. I was like, <laughs> but the, fa- the, the fact is, if we stockpile them, there's yeah. a chance that one, one of, of them, them might work. do all right. You know. And let's be honest. Also, bitterness from Rotherham social media team. Oh, Michael Smith has left Wendy. Use it every time he scored against Wendy at Hillbrook or Rotherham. I found, that, I found that quite funny. I'll be honest, because I was like, if you're going to have to take it a certain way, <laughs> that oh. is just the way. That's the, that's the only way they could respond to it. But to be fair to them, they did, didn't they? And it, yeah. it, it's the way you do it. They couldn't do it with the, the next one. So I'll secure Michael Awekwe move. Whoa, 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 whoa. We haven't done FIFA card. Oh, sorry, sorry. That is actual the sacred moment. So Smith's a 67 rated silver, 64 pace, 64 shooting, 53 passing, 60 dribbling, 30 defending, 77 physical. Not usable, really. He will be, because he's 30, he will be uh, sacked off. Like, what, he'll be, he'll be, Lee, so, he'll be Lee, sold straight away. Lee Gregory, it's the same. Like on yeah. FIFA, they just can't, you might love them, but they're not good for career modes. Um so yeah, Owls secure Michael Awekwe move. The Owls have secured the transfer of the highly rated centre-half Michael Awekwe. Awekwe will sign for Wednesday on the 1st of July, given the expiry of his contract. Awekwe was a mainstay at the heart of the defence for the Millers when they secured automatic promotion from League One last season. The 29-year-old began his career with the Liverpool Academy before moving to the Midlands to join Wolverhampton Wanderers. After a fruitful loan spell with Cheltenham Town, it was with Transmere Rovers in 2016-17 when he truly made a name for himself, proving a vital component at the back as the Wirral side reached the National League playoff final. Awekwe switched to the Rotherham the same summer and incorporating another successful loan with Accrington Stanley became a big hit at the New York Stadium posting 184 appearances overall and chipping in with 14 goals. The versatile stopper, comfortable across the heart of defence, also won promotion to the second tier with the Millers in 2017 and 2019-20 and played 52 games in all competitions last season. To cap an outstanding season, he was also named in the PFA League One Team of the Year this summer as voted by his peers. A workway is the fifth recruit through the Hillsborough door. This one I'm actually a bit more excited. I know we've just signed a striker, but this one in terms of what we actually need in sorting a defence out. He's showing it up. You've got, yes. ben, you've got ben Hennigan in, you've got a Wickway in, you've got David Stockdale, then you've got Iortha. We've probably got another defender to come in, I feel. I feel. Yeah. But have you noticed he's working from back to front? He knows last season we conceded probably silly goals and he wanted to show it up. He's got that now. And a Wickway is a fantastic fantastic striker to come into even though I'm going to butcher his name all season 
But a PFA player, a PFA leave one team of the year by his own players and around the league, that says a lot. Bannon was in that team. Yeah. And the thing is, if that's the level of centre-back you've got, fantastic. Yes, I have seen Robin fans say there is a mistake in him now and again. What play is it? Isn't there a mistake in? But, a defensive mistake cost us the playoff final. Yes. Uh, semi-final, sorry. But then again, it is at the same time. He obviously didn't do it for Rotherham, did he? No, this is what I'm saying, but, though. It happened. It, they, yeah. they happened. You know, they happened in our team. However, they, he showed up their defence enough last season to get them into those automatics. And yes, they did start. The thing is, we have got options. So if he starts to fall a little bit out of form, he's going to be pushed quite quite a lot here. There's going to be a lot of push yeah. in there. So, and there need to be a lot of players in the door anyway if we can use five subs this season. Yes, we need a bigger least, squad. You're thinking at least 16 in a match day squad, in theory. I just want... Right. I'm happy. Honestly, like, it's actually like we're doing proper business. And we and spent I, how much? Yeah, how much so they're all freeze. They're all freeze. Yeah. And I'm sorry, you might want to believe this because it makes you feel better. And it makes a lot of fans feel better to say we pay players a load of money. We don't chuck money at them anymore. No. We have released Nathaniel Mendes Lang, who reportedly wanted more money. Players, it, you know, all these players wanted more money, allegedly, right? We're not doing it anymore. There was an article Monday, I can't remember if we covered it, saying we've gone from not being a soft touch laugh podcast. And this shows that we have. We only want players who want to be here. I have a funny feeling Darren Moore got this thing where if he's talking to a player and it's like, well, I don't really want to, he goes, well, right, you're done then. I don't want you. Unless you want to do the brand and be here, this is what we're offering. There's no negotiation on how much. This is what we're set for. It's about being run smarter and financially better. Chancery needs a lot of credit as well. Let's not just put it all on Darren Moore. Chancery is backing Darren Moore with what he wants. And he's realising you don't have to throw a lot of money at a football team to get what you might need. He's learning and knowing that he wants to do something. Because I've seen people turn and said, it's a financial problem with Wentical, we're signing freeze. No, but there's a lot of very good free transfers out there at the minute and we're getting them in now before other clubs get them. Yeah, and we don't usually do that. And it's... And the, the, the actual thing is, if you do it clever, if you do it cleverly enough, you don't actually have to spend the, spend the fees, no. you know. That's where we you have might gone be able wrong to have before. A bit, you might be able to have a bit of money in January if you need something to get you over that hump. Yeah. Also, this guy's FIFA card actually playable. Hey! He's a, he's a 70 rated silver centre-back, 70 pace, which is not bad for a centre-back, actually. Uh, 36 shooting, 44 passing, 57 dribbling, 69 defending and 79 physical. I reckon he'll get a little bump as well because he was in team of the season and that is where FIFA starts to make notice. So I would probably imagine he'll either keep this and stay as a silver rare or become like a 71, 72, which would be fantastic. And he's 29, so you can use him for a couple of seasons. Right, my big question to you. Yes. Before we go on to another one, are you worried about the age of some of the players we're signing? Because we said we wanted to bring that down as fans, or you've expected them to bring in a lot of I didn't say that. No, but you, we said that we had an ageing squad. Yeah, no. I, or are you expecting Darren to bring honest, in young I'll players I'll be honest, now? Jake, it's, it's all I've read from Wednesday fans about why we're bringing in these older players, and it's all I've read about. I never had an issue with that. Because I don't think... It, look, yeah, look at the average age. We are bringing in some older players and things like that. But 
we are keeping hot. We're letting some younger players go that aren't going to get a chance. And we have got some younger players that are prospects. They're sort of like early 20s coming to their mid-20s. Now, yes, we can bring some younger players through, but I'm not... Wednesday have never been amazing at doing that anyway, right? Mm. So The last time we did it with Palmer, Beavers, Tommy Fur, and they all came from our academy. And we don't know what's going to happen with the likes of Katadamari and things like that, right? But players that are coming through... Wednesday, you've never had a great track record at it. We kind of need to get out of this league. We need people with the experience of getting out of this league. If you can do it on free transfers, I've got no issues with it. Because this is, don't get me wrong, this is temporary thinking. But also, these players could slot in as as squad players when you yeah. get promoted to the championship. I can very much say Michael Smith would have been leading Rotherham's line next season. Oh, God, definitely. Awekwe would have been their centre-back next season in the championship. You know, and, the, and I, I saw the, a lot of them saying, well, we do, they, they've been relegated. We don't actually know if we could we could trust them to step up. People we wouldn't that have that issue ben specifically. Hennigan. You know, we wouldn't specifically have that issue. We could, we do we do have a tendency to actually rotate and make sure we, we get the, the right players through there. So I think it's, I think these moves are great, you know, yeah. and yes, eventually play it. We do, we at Wednesday do need a fix in the short term. That's just the logistics of it. If, if, yes, if, this is, if this is our short term, it's very good short term. Yeah. And it, we can build we can build for the long term gradually. You know, you bring players in like, if we develop them, right? Players like Adoniran, we've got Fizz. You've got these players that are coming through. You know, there's, there's Hunt, obviously. It's our midfield again. That's, that's three players that are just midfield players. Fizz is like 22, isn't he? he? I think he's 23 now. Let me check. Um, but like... You've got... Oh, no. Oh God, no, he's not. He's 21. Is he only 21? He's 21. Jesus. So you're talking like about young players. Ages. Yeah, Fizz is 21. So you're talking... That's three young midfield players. Alex Hunt, how old is he? He's, he's not very old, is he? I think he's only 20. He's having 19, 20. Oh, no, he's... Alex Hunt's older. He's 22. What? Yeah, he born Hunt in two thousand. Yeah, he was born in two uh, thousand. Jesus. Fizz was born in twenty uh, two thousand and one. And then who was the other one I mentioned? Adonir, and he's I think Adonir is twenty four, so he's sort of like coming up to mid twenties. Mm. Twenty three. Adonir is twenty three. There's a good little core base there. That <laughs> so time. that is that is three. Midfield players, 23 and younger. Yes, we are bringing in older players, but they are players that... These three players have been in our squad and players that I could see actually having a career with Wednesday, those three players that I've just mentioned. And then you've and got said, a six, 15, 16-year-old Damario, however old he is, coming Cal- through Cal- and starting. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 um, I don't actually know how to say his name. I, I'm doing a you there. <laughs> but I think we did say a good blend of experience and youth will be good, and we're getting that now. There's Brennan. Yes, and I think he's only 20, 19, 20. Yeah, he's, I'll just have a look now. He is 22, so he's a bit older than you thought. Um, There's not a lot, don't get me wrong, there's not loads of players, but we are starting to do this a little bit more and we're bringing in the younger players. I think Darren Moore had a look at the academy and went, oh, we need to actually strengthen this a little bit, you know, and, and did it the right way with bringing Adoniran in and... He's been looking out for things, and the way I've seen 
our academy operating a little bit more. We Wasn't seem to be Adam doing the deals in, right. Uh, a deal from what do you call it? Are you talking about Biz? Adam Nearan was a f- player we brought in last season. Wrong way around. No, Adam Nearan we got from he was on loan at Wickham and then we got him from I can't remember where. Adam Nearan we got this season. Yeah, but he wasn't from our academy. No, I didn't say that. I said he, he, he was sort of like seen as like bringing into right, strength get, in the now, academy. Now I get what you mean. Because yeah, like, yeah. like, we've, not, we've not had the strongest academy. We yeah, might as now well get somebody mean. else's. So we poached Everton's. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. I, I didn't mean like he's from our academy. Um, but yeah, I won't. Just because I don't want to stoke the flames, I'm not going to read the article that's quoted from Yorkshire Live saying Rotherham United left ruining the departures of Smith and Owekwe to Sheffield Wednesday. I'm not going to go there. We're not going to do that. We won't be those people. Offering them new contracts. So Rotherham wanted to keep them. What are your thoughts to that one? Interesting that Rotherham wanted to keep them and we managed to turn around and again, a bit like Vogue, turn around to come to League One. Because surely you want to play in Championship, but... Again, they come down to something I keep saying. I think Darren Moore's very good at getting players to come to the club and just saying, this is what I'm doing. I want you in the building. This is what we're working. And I think it's just credit to Chancery and Moore. If they're turning down deals from their current club, which is now a championship club, it says a lot of what we said what we're wanting to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's, part of it's also like... Because I think Paul Warren's a good manager in that. He's but a very like, good manager. Do you think these two players turned around and were just like, we've done this dance before. Mm. We've gone up and we've come down. And if they've not seen, like, they've not heard the right talks when they were talking about contracts and stuff. I don't it's know. Like, it's like Barry, Barry Bannon, I think it was a couple of seasons ago. I want transfers. I want to know who's in. He's, oh, I know I want to stay. Maybe they turn around and say, what come in so we're not going down again next season because I want us to stay here. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Because you would have to feel on paper if Wednesday get promoted, there's the building blocks in there to stabilise because when we got relegated, it was was our points deduction. You know, it was a terrible season, but technically it was our points deduction that did us. So we have got the structure in there to stay to to stabilize the championship club and, and work our way back up again and i fully believe chancery is working on that solidly behind I, do you know what like the work that's been put in with the chairman back in the manager you can't stop no. you can't you know you can't you can't st- you can't sort of let's like, not stop you can't slate him you know you can't no. like and you actually look at some of the stuff he's doing when you looked at the account what he's doing to try and make the club better off the pitch in terms of how they make money and stuff. Like, I was talking to someone we talked to on the community special, Worko, and Worko was saying the club would be really, really smart if they put solar panels on the cl- on the roofs because you cut your electricity in half. You'd make a lot more money in terms of what you're saving kind of thing. And it's also covered up that presto. That needs doing. <laughs> I don't think you'd want to go up there. It might crumble away. <laughs> I don't know when it was last maintained, mate. Um... What we are you spoke doing about things right. Did we speak last week about everything? No, we didn't. So this uh, this next headline is uh, Owls Trio. It's been so much has happened this week. Yeah. From the Wednesday website again. Owls Trio leave S6. 
Nathaniel Mendes-Lag, Massimo Luongo and Joe Wildsmith have declined new contract offers and will leave Hillsborough at the end of June. Mendes-Lang joined the Owls in November last year, going on to make 19 appearances. Luongo signed for Wednesday in the summer of 2019 and played 73 games, while Wildsmith posted 89 appearances, having graduated from the SWFC Academy. The Owls would like to thank all three players for their services and wish them well for the future. Thoughts? Right. Kind of right with what happened. I'll happy Jack couldn't resign, but out of all of them, I would have liked Massimo to stay, but it just didn't happen for whatever reason. So I'm happy with what we got through the door. I think you've got to look at it as when they go and look, this is what we're offering. If you don't want it, take it or leave it. Thanks for covering me for a while. I'm muting my microphone there and then uh, slurped the remainder of that coffee. Because <laughs> you, did, you did it like a pro, mate. <laughs> um, so, I, I'm sad to see Will Smith go because I really wanted it to work out yeah. for him here. Wish him all the best. Um, yeah. In terms of wishing all the best, I think that's probably all I got to say on that one. Um, with let's go on to the next story for Luongo, right? Yeah. And I did a video on this, so we don't need to talk about it for for. Quite, I actually sat down and did a video, Jake. It was weird. Oh, it's it, been ages. It, it was good to see. I know. I've I've missed doing them, and it was really hot in that room. So I literally sat down for like nine <laughs> minutes, recorded the video, and bounced. You did um, look like you were dying. <laughs> oh yeah, no, yeah, it was it was horrible. So. Um, Let's just talk about it, okay? So yeah. we don't need to. We, you don't need this in any articles because because yeah. we talked about it and we showed it. It was on Massimo Luongo's Instagram. So not for long. <laughs> not not for very long. He he quote he took a picture of the. I'm such a boomer, right? He had a he had a screenshot of the yeah that that article we've just read out the Owls trio to leave a six talking about it, um, and he was like, "Have I?" Okay, then. I don't know if he said okay then exactly, but it was sort of... It just uh, said, have I? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And then it's sort of like a laughing face or sort of thing, like what's what's going on? I have a theory. Go on. Love My a theory. theory is it, this is either something to do with club and agent, not club Massimo. I wonder if they turn around to his agent, he got till this date to get things done. If it's not done and they've been trying, oh, we want to add this or we want this, no, we're just not going to do it. As much as he's been here for a while and he's liked by the fans, this is what we're offering and no more. And I'm wondering if the agent hasn't got back to Massimo in time to turn around and say, look, it's not happening, mate. They're going to let you go. Yeah, I, th- yeah, I think it's a, it's a phone call to the agent thing. It was, um, I think... The Volks thing just just completely blew it out of the water. He probably got offered a new. He, he probably sort of like pushed another contract at him when they threw it at Hunt as well. Hunt signed straight away. He was like, "Yeah, I'll be here." Yeah. Mendes Lang, so, not Mendes Lang. Sorry, um, Luongo was like, mm, "Do you know what? Let's see see if there's still any more options." Because he's considering obviously wanting to try and get um, Australia in the World Cup. Yes, have they made They're it? Did, that keeper did that really weird uh, save, if you remember. So he needs to get. He needs to try and get his way into that squad because that's what he said matters to him as well. So he's considering yeah. he, he'll have it in his mind. If I can get regular games at the championship, that's probably enough to actually keep me in the Australia squad. 
League yeah. One, it, League One, unfortunately, as we've seen with like Palmer and Barry Bannon, right? You can't get in the Not Scotland squad dropped. when you drop down to League One. And I'm just saying, Barry Bannon would still be quality he'd in that do, squad. He'd still squad. do stuff in that squad, wouldn't he? Yeah. It's, it's a shame on how it's happened. It's a shame how it came out in the public. But I, I, I've just got that thing where, yes, I like Matt, but how many games can we actually rely on in a season? Where there isn't a little like, niggle or something. There was a, it was only a couple of podcasts ago last in the last uh, season where we were talking about he might have had a really serious knee injury, and he came back. It's one of those players who's when he's been here, he's always worked really hard. He's always put one hundred and ten percent on. But again, it that little injury record that just makes you wonder: is it worth giving? And they made it turn around and said, "This is what we're offering you, but you've got to stay." in tip top if you want this bonus or this bonus to stay because we can't keep having you in the injury room we just can't do it I think it's probably a good move in the end you know deciding that this is the time to say goodbye to to Luongo because we've just we've just done the business quickly and actually looked after our own cost here the more I've thought about it never actually said goodbye to the fans yet though no, it could still Sido happen. And That's Sido. Not, I, it could. I will take Luongo. Yes. Right? I'll have oh, him did, in this midfield as well. You right. take him in that midfield 100%, but it's that whole kind of thing. Because there isn't... I, I, we don't know if there's going to be another thing. I doubt it. But if, mm. it, if they say, look, all right, this is what happened, kind of thing. But I just think it's a conversation between agent and players and no one been able to sort it out. I will say... Originally, we were all being a little bit funny about Mendes Lang and not wishing him well. He did say on his Instagram, once say a big thank you to Wednesday official. It's been a pleasure to have played in front of that fan base at, at the stadium with a great bunch of lads for a short period of my career, wishing you the best for the future. It was a, There was a bit of dodginess about the way he did that Instagram post with the sort of like sharing the Pogba thing. And it was sort of like, all right, okay, dis- are you disrespecting the club sort of thing when you've not pulled up many trees here and you were offered a contract? He did the respectful message on his way out, which is actually more than we ever got from the likes of Jordan Rhodes, who actually pulled out. That's still that. that's still stings, and that's why I, that's why I've got that's why I'm giving the respect there because yeah, which is quite funny actually because I was just talking to a Huddersfield fan about um, Jordan Rhodes and apparently he's just gone, his legs have just completely obliterated from under him, and they don't know why they've signed him for that length of a deal. And I was like, I did say you did actually say that this would be the thing. It's exactly what I said. Yep. He's still paying him, but you know, no, it's uh, that's why I wanted to give him because because that's that's that should be the minimum you expect from a footballer when they leave a club, really, yeah. just giving some respect if they've actually have had any respect for the fans. Whereas uh, Jordan uh, Jordan Rhodes took ten million pounds transfer and God knows how much in wages and uh, refused to take a penalty that cost us probably the trip to the Premier League and a very different Sheffield Wednesday right now. Yeah, but I'm not, but you're not bitter. bitter. <laughs> <laughs> Could triple promotion winner Ben Purrington solve Sheffield Wednesday's left-sided conundrum? That is a headline from Yorkshire Live. Like Quote. Indeed. Sheffield Wednesday's manager Darren Moore has moved quickly to recruit five new players this summer and it will be little surprise if the next body to walk through the door belongs to a left wing back. The Owls problem position was remedied somewhat by the performance of natural winger Marvin Johnson when he responded valiantly to Moore's call 
call for him to operate there, finding a defensive determination to complement his forward thrust. Dumb. Dumb. Oh. <laughs> Feeling a bit spicy, are we, Dom? Did you write this one before you went on holiday, Dom? Hit the balls out, Dom. Um, Jaden Brown. Yeah. <laughs> Jaden Brown should have been the obvious choice for that role, but he fell out of favour under Moore and has not been seen in a Wednesday first team shirt since a 14 minute substitution outing during the 3 2 defeat at Oxford in January. Ouch. He re- he remains under contract with the Owls, who have exercised an option to retain the services of Johnson for another year. Also exercised, sorry, so that's an addition, uh, additional comment there. But it still seems likely that Moore might look for a player more accustomed to the role than Johnson and somebody that he rates higher for that job than Brown during the 22-23 season. According to tabloid journalist Ian Baker, Ben Purrington is reportedly on the 48-year-old manager's radar and looks like he might be a decent fit for the Owls' left flank. At 26, with 231 senior appearances to his name, he certainly boasts the kind of experience that Moore appears to be prioritising during his squad rebuilding programme this summer. He also represents an attractive free transfer proposition. We love them. Having been released by Charlton after being told by manager Johnny Jackson. Is that one of the Jackson 5? That's like... It's like... That's a very Jackson 5 name, Johnny Jackson, isn't it? That's his real name, yeah, Johnny Jackson. He's also, not, he's also not Charlton manager anymore. He got sacked. They got uh, the Swindon Town manager and Johnny Jackson, now at AFC Wimbledon. What a name. Uh, that he would be given a new deal only for the latter to be sacked at the end of the season. Initially joining Charlton on loan from Rotherham in January 2019, he went on to play a major role in the Alex promotion to the Championship that season, culminating in a goal at Wembley during the playoff final victory over Sunderland. Remarkably, it was his third promotion in as many seasons and with as many clubs, having helped Plymouth go up from League Two in 2017 and Rotherham also. He's played for Rotherham. Well, we definitely signed him then, aren't we? (laughs) Oh, God. Does anyone also, also find out what Adam LaFondra is still doing? Oh, Christ. We'll have Joe Mattett back at this rate. Um, he just signed for Harrogate Town, I think. I think I saw that, actually. So, there's a big article. Go read the rest of it if you if you would like to. I'll see if there's some quotes in there. Um, He talks about... You know, doing runs and stuff from a defensive position. He, he he actually was quoted as saying, it's not an instruction or a tactic. It's just something I like to do, you know, going forward. Mm. What, what, do you, what would you think to this one then, Ben Perrington? Good day, 26. He, it would be the player I'd like to see him bring in because A, it's free. B, is a good age. And C... We've not got anyone in that cover that can do it. And if he's already playing then, we don't have to use Johnson as a makeshift left back. It makes a lot more sense to free up Johnson in other games. The thing is, like, I when this article went out, somebody pointed out, does anyone remember the last left back we had from Charlton, Morgan, Morgan Fox? And like I said, and I said to the person, there's a difference. Fox got good near the end of his time at Wendon. Oh, gutter, we couldn't re-sign him. This sounds like a player who's already there. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I'd be open to this purely because as well, it would be nice to see Johnson be able to play freer on the front without if, if we were not playing him as a wing-back because we, we, we do like that left wing back position. Yeah. And we actually, we ha- and we did play with wingers, for example, actually having someone behind 
uh, Marvin. So Rudolph would be happy as well because it's left backs that he's been wanting ever since uh, ever since Monk demolished them. Indeed, indeed. But if we uh, if 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 Johnson bombed forward and tried to beat a man and he lost the ball, he wouldn't have to run miles. He would obviously run back and try and beat his man, but he'd have someone behind him. Yeah, which would be handy as well. And then you could overlap. You could technically overlap because if if Perrington lights go in on runs, you could overlap. Yeah, and that works. That works quite nicely. Um, a good age too, obviously. We're being twenty six. That's a, that's pr- coming into the prime. Oh yeah, Darren Moore will love him then. So we've got uh, his FIFA card here because we have to always do it. He's a 67 rated left back, 70 pace, 45 shooting, 59 passing, 65 dribbling, 64 defending and 68 physical. Not not bad for the potential. Possibly someone, again, wouldn't use too much. But I think this would be a good signing for Wednesday. We need, We do need options at fullback, especially if you're talking about aging players in our team. Mm. Our fullbacks are... 30 plus now just just to one of the things that the article said uh where it said it wouldn't be surprised if this is a net body to walk through help it no i want it to be wilkes yeah it probably will have been by the time this podcast goes out and especially by the time this clip goes out because it will probably be a clip because it's a player we're linked with unless we've already signed him which could also happen so yes. uh let us know what you think about purrington in the comments as always so um We've had an interview with Darren Moore on the Wednesday website after some recent signings. So he was speaking about Michael Smith and Michael Awekwe, and he said, and quote, For me, they will bring a wealth of experience and a wealth of leadership. One will bring the goal prowess and a better ability to help you win games, and the other will bring a solidity to your back line. We have strengthened both in terms in both boxes in terms of ability, size, and presence. It does what it says on the tin if you look at their playing records over the recent seasons. The stats speak for themselves. They have a robustness and a fitness to their game, which is exceptional. He then spoke about Ben Hennigan, David Stockdale and Will Vokes. Quote, good experience again, which is important. I think Ben will be an excellent signing for us. I really do. Ben is someone I have known for two or three years now. And when I heard of his availability, I wanted to bring him in straight away. With the centre-back situation and the players who left at the end of last season... We knew it was an area that needed addressing, and Ben is a great acquisition. With David, he's been there, done that, and has the know-how. I didn't want to go down the route of a lone goalkeeper this time. I wanted our own player, and I'm delighted we managed to do that. With Will, once we knew he was available, we fought off interest from other clubs to get him here. I'm delighted to have him in the building. He's someone of good experience, with the right character, and the right ilk. In terms of the dimensions and dynamics of the team, Will is an excellent addition. Let's just talk about that quickly then. So anything stand out for you in there? It's nice to obviously hear that he's the, he's had these conversations with the players personally. The big and... one that stands out for me is the Ben Hennigan. He's already known about and looked at him for a while. And that showed me that Darren Moore knows what this player already can do. He's already had the scouting reports and looked at what he can do. This is someone Darren Moore's obviously tried to get in the path that possibly Donny. I can only think that's the only club I can think where he could have looked at and tried to get him. And it says a lot that about Darren Moore's knowledge and what he's good at doing in terms of uh, research. Mm. And this is the one thing we always say, he's got, he got a good knowledge and good connections. If he's already saying, when I heard he was available, I wanted to bring him in. Uh, I think the comments about Smith and a Wickway are perfect. 
it just said what we wanted to do. And with um, Will, it the the one thing that I got that I really like is the fact that we beat off other competition for him. And it's interesting to know that we actually did that. And the loan goalkeeping made a lot of sense. Having I, I didn't want that this year. Speaking of goalkeepers, battle for the gloves. Cameron Dawson has cut it. This is from Moore's mouth again. Cameron Dawson has come back to us on the, the back of... Shut up. On the back of a 46-game loan that has helped exit to promotion in our division. We have a different Cameron Dawson back, and I'm really pleased with that. Both goalkeepers are in different places in their careers, and both will be pushing each other every step of the way in terms of fighting for that number one spot. It will be a battle for the gloves, 100%. Yes! What did we say last week? That's what we wanted. That's yep. what's happening. We need these goalkeepers to push each other. Stockdale should be number one because of his experience. But as soon as he starts to drop a, uh, a form, you have got Cameron Dawson snapping at him. And Cameron Dawson has the potential to be our goalkeeper going forward. Yes. He has shown, so honestly, and I said, Cameron, stick around. And if you don't get your chance after Stockdale's done this year... Go, because you yeah. more than deserve that. Do you know what I mean? But if you can yeah. fight for it, and by the end of the season, you can be our number one. You know what it, was won't, be, it won't be like before, because there was two young keepers battling it out. This isn't that. No. And what was interesting, if you looked at the training video they put out this week, that they showed a clip of Dawson, it was very much playing to using his feet. It was like quick little passes with his feet. That showed me we're working on his playing out with his feet a bit more. Yeah, and that's what we need from him. We need that. Because um, we, we I, I think he needs to... It, the one thing that I just... I did, I've just had a massive flashback of the rele relegation season in my head. Don't parry it. Stop yes. parrying it. And I have Catch seen some it. clips. I have seen some clips from him for Exeter and he still parries it, right? Mm. That's possibly why Stockdale's in here. Stop parrying it, Cam. Yeah. <laughs> but... I don't think Basso, our current goalkeeping coach, was a parrier. I think he was a catcher, so he might train it out of him. We'll see what happens there. Um, speaking about the business so far, Darren Moore said, quote, I am really pleased overall. We know what we want. We're not just going for anyone and everyone. There are specific targets. Last season, the stats and figures were a real improvement at the club. To keep improving, you have to keep getting better. We have looked at the dynamics of the team and some of the shortcomings and tried to correct them whilst maintaining our own identity. We have only had a players who tick the right boxes. I'm talking about his uh, signing so far and them being early in, in the manner. We have managed to get five over the line Nice and early, and now the preseason will be all about getting them settled and integrating them into the camp. The quicker you bring players in, the longer you get to work with them in preparation for the start of the season, and that is a big positive, end quote. Massively, this sticks out to me because usually Wednesday do business really late and we don't get them on the preseason tour. These guys will be flying out to, is it Portugal again? Yes. Um, flying out to Portugal, being part of that camp and really clicking. And we talked about the gelling at the start of last season. That's what probably cost us automatics, if you think about it. If you look yeah. at it over oh, the yeah, course, definitely. the fact that we didn't gel straight away. Bring these in, get them integrated into the camp. If we can get the gel in there early, you're onto a winner. 10th of July was the play day we brought in a player last season. It was Brown, and by that time, we'd already had games and also been in preseason. Yeah. So let's talk about some... Uh, 
under 23 products really quickly. So again, from the Wednesday website, Academy products, Fouad Cisse and Josh Ashman have signed their maiden professional contracts with Sheffield Wednesday. The duo enjoyed a successful two-year scholarship program with the Owls and were offered professional terms upon the conclusion of the 2021-22 campaign. Both Cisse and Ashman will step up to the Sheffield Wednesday under 23 squad for the upcoming season under the tutelage of experienced coach Neil Thompson. It always reminds me of um, School of Rock, the word tutelage. Um, Towering centre-back Ashman, 18, has been with the Owls since the age of 14, while Cissé, also 18, joined Wednesday from Southampton two years ago to begin his scholarship at Hillsborough. Meanwhile, Sam Durant and Bobby Dunn will also join the under-23 squad. The promising duo spent on time at trial on trial, sorry, at S6 last season and have impressed the coaching staff at Middlewood Road. Durant, a former Liverpool schoolboy and most recently with Blackburn, is noted for his creative attacking play. The 20-year-old scored a stunning goal for the Owls while on trial in our clash with Millwall at the Dem back in May. Dunn rose through the academy ranks at Charlton and spent valuable time playing his trade uh, with Ramsgate FC. The highly rated 18-year-old central midfielder will link up with our 23 squad for the new campaign. Good luck, boys. I quite like the idea of bringing in Liverpool uh, Liverpool Academy players, even if they're not quite good yeah. enough for the Liverpool Academy, because that academy is ridiculous at Liverpool. It's similar when, when you look at the Man City Academy as well. Cause yeah. This is a Man, Man City Academy graduate, so it's show with looking at stuff. And to be honest with you, if we can find find a way of getting more, or if we know someone who knows under 20 feet, I'd like to see if we can get a bit more under 20 feet stuff, just so we know what's going on a little further on down the line. Yeah, talk to us Wednesday, basically. Or anybody linked. That would be helpful. Um, the Pizza Cup's been drawn. Yay. Mm, God. I'd rather not. We're facing Bradford, Burton and Leicester under-21s in Group H. Get to face Mark Hugh Bradford. Bradford, Burton and Leicester under-21s. Hey, Georgia, go on loan again. <laughs> You'd be in that. We just... I just know. This, oh, just just don't get battered. But 3-0 in one of the... It, either don't get through the groups or win it, because I can't be bothered, yeah. right? And guess what we've got in the, in the Carabao Cup, the League Cup? Because we... Also, when did this become a rivalry? Because we've got Sunderland again, right? And their fans were like, play it back, all of this, that sort of like crying banner. And I was like, hang on. What happened to the class of like us actually respecting each other just because you got the the better of us and you ended up going up there? Yeah. There was a lot of respect around that. But there has been some uh, people trying to start a rivalry there just because they beat us in the playoffs, which is well done. ridiculous. You won in the playoffs and you went up. Yeah. It happens. Uh It'll hopefully we don't have to go through that route this time. So um, let's talk about some match day prices, shall we? So the match day prices have been announced. We've got a category A star, and that's going to cost you twenty eight twenty eight pounds on the cop. Category A is going to cost you twenty six quid. These are adult tickets. Category B's are twenty four. Category C's are twenty two. Category D's are twenty quid. So twenty quid is our cheapest cop ticket. Whereas it's going to cost you 31 for Category A star on the North Stand and the Grand Stand and 34 on the South. So still not the cheapest match date. We need to sort that, really. I pricey it's that for bet- League One. It's better, but 
it still needs to be better than that. Portsmouth is a category A star, and they've put Charlton as category A. You're paying £32 on the South to, to watch us play Charlton this season. Like, what are they going to put Forest Green at? I don't know. They just need to sort it out. With memberships and stuff, it's not as bad. And not, obviously, memberships are freezing. They'll stay the same. I don't know, man. I don't know. You'd fill the stadium if you just dropped it a few quid. We're not that brass. We are brassic, but like, I don't... I, God, God help us when we get back to the championship, like prices wise. But we'll deal. That'll be a happy problem to have, I guess. Right, let's finish with a couple of community topics today. Longer podcast than usual. It feels like the olden days today. Um, yes. Maple Leaf has wrote into the Discord and says, "Gentlemen, it's a bit of a stretch." Maple Leaf, I'd be curious <laughs> on your thoughts. Rotherham letting Smith and Awekwe go for a free with their wages. Uh, and what their wages must be for that to happen. I find it all very baffling. As we said earlier, I can't I can't see Smith being offered more than 15. I, I just can't. Not in our wage structure. Especially if it, if it's it's the Bannon being on less 20 or less is true. Yeah. It's if what the one where I understand what people are getting at with this, but we know Rotherham have a very, very strict wage structure and how they do the business. They don't like to overspend on the wages. They don't like to overspend too much on a transfer. And if they've gone, this is all we can offer you, and their agent's gone to when they, what, uh, they don't want to leave the area, what can you offer? We've found out that they've been offered that, and we've gone, you know what, we can go to... 30, they live in Manchester, though, don't they, mate? Mm, yeah. But they do apparently car share. Uh, I don't know if that where, was a joke, but I read that no, they car no, this, shared. This is, this is where the story later has to be gone off air. going to be funny. Okay, fair enough. Um, but no, I, I can't see it being ridiculous wages. I think it's more contract length. Mm. I think that's been the thing there, Maple Leaf. Andy wrote you know in. Tw- oh, 29-year-olds, a week away, three-year deal, not bothered with, 30-year-old Smith. Three-year deal, not bothered. How old's Lee Gregory, mate? 32. I thought he was 33. I thought he was 33. Might be 33. Because this is what I'm saying. Lee Gregory, we're happy to have him for another season. He's 33. And if uh, we can get... Yeah, he's 33. If we can get three seasons out of Smith, that are Gregory standard, we'll be all right, won't we? Yep. So, um, Andy wrote in and says, into the Discord... Is playing a back three in League One a fundamentally bad idea? With more money, a bigger squad and better players, it's a fine system. But one, the calibre of player needed to do it well is not common at our level. And it becomes fairly easy to exploit the weaknesses of our players through high pressing balls or balls in behind the wing backs, as we have seen in the playoffs. Two, with a back three, you tend to need more subs. And to make a change to the system, uh, to make a change to the system than when using a four. So it can be harder to switch to a plan B. Three, it can cause an unbalanced squad. Either you don't have enough wide players to play play anything but a three, or you have eight wide players, wingers and fullbacks for each flank, fighting just for two spots in the back three system most weeks. Well written this, Andy. I can see I can yeah. see your point there. I I think if you've got the players to utilise it, yes. And Darren Moore seems to be looking for a 
He wants, but he wants that back three. He wants players that can play the ball. Still want that back three, but when we started the season last season, up until the Morgan game, we were playing a back four, and we mm. were looking good with a back four because we were everything was balanced. So I'm wondering if he's fa- trying to find a way that he can do a back four and a back three, and inter interchange it that often because well, he, he does, does it- like. He but does he more like ball, doesn't he, though? He, midfield. That's what I'm saying. He does more ball, though. He changes his squads about quite a bit. So when he changes his... Formu- I know what you're saying there, Andy, about needing you know the versatility and bringing the players in. And and um, you've got all these players just competing for those spots. Darren Moore has a tendency to name different squads for different tactics. Mm. And I think that can be frustrating. But I think with his back, back um, three system... The fact that we're looking for wing backs and full backs, yeah, there'll be bench spots for them and there'll be positions there for them. But I think with the actual back three, when you're playing the back three, yes, it will be that space of fighting for spots. But I don't think he'll play a permanent back three. No, the thing the thing is when you look at what Moore's doing, and to be fair, last season was a really bad season to really judge on the defense. Anyway, with all the injuries we had, we're having to make do up until about January time from about. October to December and that's where we saw all the games we were throwing games away it's like at one point FIFA trial in this stupid time thing 65 or 80 minute matches at one point Wente would have loved that because we were conceding from the 80th to the end of the game I think it's this situation where more likes a different system for different games it feels like he's situational football so he'll play to what the team is not to what it is each week and I think that's a great way of doing it, but then you come up with things where if you haven't, if that team suddenly changed on something, like a la Sunderland, Sunderland completely changed how they played in that playoff like they did most of the season. So the situation football we've done wasn't right for that game, if that makes sense. Yeah, and you can overthink it. Sometimes you just need to play to your strengths and not worry too. There is that old saying, do you play to the team you're facing? Are you that manager or do you just play your best squad? and trust the process and just go for it. And that will be the question of Darren Moore. Does he trust in a certain squad and a way of playing? Does he have his own distinctive style or will he keep... I think he'll just keep chopping it. I think it's the way he manages, you know. And if it gets us promoted, it gets us promoted. Thanks for writing in, Andy and Maple Leaf. Appreciate that. Keep your... Also, Andy, get better well soon, mate. Fair. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think... Has he said it in the Discord? Because I don't check the Discord enough, clearly. Yes. Yes. Sorry, Andy. I've heard I've heard you poorly, mate. All the best. Um, God, I really need to check my own Discord, don't I? Jake's basically Discord moderator and conversationalist at the minute. You're now checking that Andy's actually said that he's poorly in the yeah, Discord, haven't you? It was one of it was either on Discord. It was on a video. He, he has said he's poorly. Okay, we'll get better soon, mate. Um, yeah. Let's. Uh, Let's wrap up. That's all I've got today, mate. That's all I've got. Have you got anything to add? Nothing. Uh, uh, if what I've been told is meant to be free in next week, if Wilkes is one of them, that's two. So we could be having another thing in. It's well, it's quarter past on. 10 on Saturday He's night. still not signed. And we've been refreshing the entire podcast and it's not come through yet. And um, I will just... It's got to have, I'll probably have put a cut in this podcast somewhere. So you'll, you'll have probably been like, oh, it's already happened, you know, because I've already spoken about it because I'm going to probably edit this 
the, the day I usually edit it anyway. So uh, I might cut something in, be like, oh, look, we signed him way. Or it's... somebody might have pipped us to it because he's he's had his medical bike looks of it and everything. And it's pretty much signed, yeah, it, so it's just some, not been announced. Turned, I, I read a rumour that someone turned around and said MK might have pipped up, but I ain't seen anything about it. It's a kind of thing. I, and I researched it a lot today and I ain't found anything. He's mates with Windass and that, though, isn't he? So, like, yeah, I don't know. Yorkshire lad as well. He might as well. We we need unless he just thinks there's too many strikers here now. But you never know. You never know. We'll see what happens. Um, maybe MK spending the twine money and offering more money that can happen. But mm. but yeah, that's it for this week's episode of the Talking Wednesday podcast. Take care of yourselves. Look after yourselves. Um, have a lovely week and we will see you in the next episode of Talking Wednesday. See ya.